watch Yahoo! Phantom of the forest, you spear, finger, fire, dragon, Ohio grass man, silver giant, bloodless hollow, West Virginia vampire, coyote king, hogzilla, devil, dark coyote killer. Mothman, smoke wolf, a lizard, demon, ashman, grafton monster, cow killing bastard, shadow creature, dust man, Cherokee, death cat, wild man, great fire rape. What else do I have to say? Steal yourself some chicken wire, and I'll get some blubber, cast the thunder brothers. Don't you dare get out of the golf cart. We can keep our pixies while we hunt the pixies. Smelly gastro team, red island bear beast. Silver giant, squalling savage, black wolf was kind of average. Stone giant, raven, mock a midnight, whistler, wampus beast, wild wild woman, Ohio grass man again. Technically, huckleberry wolf, man of wolf county, need to find the axe again if we hunt the lightning man. A werewolf, werewolf, deadly howl, Kentucky hellhound, little girl, headless horror, I can't take it anymore. Steal yourself some chicken wire. I'll get some lumber, catch the Thunder Brothers Don't you dare get out of the golf cart We can keep our big seats while we hunt the Big Feet This here is Big Feet, the only Mountain Monsters watch-along podcast where all three, yes, all three hosts have acidic piss. I'm Robert Brockway, and to answer your question, no, I'm not immune to it, and yes, it hurts every single time. I am enduring online funny man of exactly 30 years, TV Sean Baby from the internet. A happy birthday. Thank you. And I am award-winning and esteemed essayist and novelist Jason Pargin. You're not getting out of this contract. We're get- we have you forever. <laughs> we do need to address the, fran- the fans right off the bat. We have heard the complaints from people who are watching the show along with us, but could not resist watching ahead, which is a totally understandable impulse mm-hmm. And people who are now anxious that we have not gotten to the truly crazy episodes and kind of wish we would speed it up and get to them because there are so many they want us to get to and discuss. Listen, this is a journey. It's just like life. You cannot fast forward to the moments you want to live. The entire point of this exercise is that this show starts out crazy and then goes into experimental territory that is unexplored in the medium as time goes on. But our goal from the start was to follow them on their journey into madness episode by episode. And we are going to do it. Well, we did. Hold on. We did cheat. The re- we started on the dog zone. We did. If you only listen to this podcast, Listen to our other podcast. It costs you nothing. Come on. Uh, but we did cheat. We started doing episodes on that. We picked out, uh, I think it was season three, where we did the mm-hmm. Thunder Brothers, which is leaps and bounds crazier than anything we've watched so far. Yeah. And I regret it. I regret it all the time. I wish we had gotten there naturally. I wish I had gone in totally cold like this. I am not watching ahead because I want to I feel experience like we never, and dissect. We never would have done this podcast if we hadn't fallen in love with them like assembling the sacred axe to defeat the Thunder Brothers. I mean, that's yeah. the kind of thing. Like if we just turned it on and like, oh, these these idiots are hunting a devil dog. We're like, okay, 
That's kind of interesting. I, I just don't, don't know. think we would watch that. They a devil too. dog and they caught three regular dogs. I think I'd be in love. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> they got three regular dogs. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so if you're just joining us, uh, come along on this journey. That's what we're talking about. Started episode one, let it build. It's. I'm telling you, they beat every single episode and they're still going. Uh, we are a watch along podcast for a show called Mountain Monsters. Uh, we still get this to this day. It is a real show. Like it, this show exists. And to the best of my knowledge, it is sincere. It is sincere in its efforts to present themselves at least, if not real, then as on equal footing with like finding Bigfoot and, and ghost right. hunter shows. They, and any they're on record thing. having an argument with finding Bigfoot people that their show is also real. Because yes, they, that they're just there was some controversy that hey, these guys are obviously fucking around, but no, by their own words, they're they're not a joke. They they're really out here. They at least want to be taken like that. That's at yeah, least yeah, the yeah. attitude they sure. publicly have said. Take it like this. Come along with us on this journey, as if we are totally serious, which is absurd. Uh, so it's a it's a hill it's a monster hunting show. It's like Hillbilly X Files, where they hunt a new cryptid. Uh, almost every single time there are a few returning cryptids, but by and large, uh, mountain monsters in exclusively West Virginia and surrounding territories, the Appalachia mountains, uh, never runs out of cryptids. There are thousands and thousands of cryptids, uh, Mm -hmm. big feet alone, uh, countless, countless species, subspecies of big feet that they will encounter. Our cast is Trapper. He's the leader. Uh, Huckleberry is security, Bigfoot security. He, uh. No, no Bigfoots will steal their guns while he is around. Uh, I guess they will. He would not be able to stop that anyway. That comes up in a future episode. I am sure of Did it. Did Bigfoot take his guns? Or are you just speculating? I, I'm just oh, speculating my. based on that happened in Bigfoot Lives. We covered a book called Bigfoot Lives, That's right. and one of the one of the stories. No, it wasn't Bigfoot Lives. It was Bigfoot Shootout. Uh, mm-hmm. Bigfoot Shootout, where one of the stories was like we got. We got trapped in a cave and, and Bigfoot set off this landslide so he could steal all of our guns. Actually, all the Big Feet are amassing an arsenal of our guns. <laughs> God, that book was good. I'm sure they'll get there. Uh, Buck, the rookie, uh, at one point he was the caller. They have dropped that completely. I haven't talked about that in a long time. <laughs> he is now Point Man, and there is a... Yeah, there, there's kind of an arc for Buck this episode. It feels like Buck is, is pushing to get out of that rookie title again. I think he's doing it. I, yeah. I do think he's doing it. He's getting there. We also haven't called him a Husky Ninja in a while, but I'll never drop that one. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Jeff is our hillbilly research scientist with his with his books that he finds in the holler. He's uh, he's he's reverse Giles from Buffy. And Willie I think is, this show caught up with our opinions. Uh, they think Jeff sucks, too, now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're picking on Jeff now. Uh <laughs> I don't know. Jeff's a dark horse. I love the chaos Jeff brings. <laughs> I love like how one sentence will derail everything yeah. and they'll all just be like, fuck Jeff. He, I he wish someone on the improv take. team who just completely disrupts all of the improv. Where everybody's just speechless. Like, I, yeah. all right, I guess we're all topless now. <laughs> uh, any listeners who are starting with this episode, which by the way, you should not do that. But yeah, if you are... The joy of Mountain Monsters is that these people do not – this is faked, but it is not scripted. They are mm-hmm. just improvising a fight against a cryptid with zero budget and zero script and zero planning in advance, and they are making it up as they go along. So the joy and is never. watching an improv troupe of people that have never done improv before or ever taken an improv class with no kind of acting or hunting experience at all. <laughs> 
That's what makes this so incredible. And Jeff is, you can watch him assert himself in the improv because uh, he will deflect other people's attempts to improvise something exciting. It will not happen until he says it does. And I can't believe you forgot to mention this. I just want to intercede real quick. No second takes, no matter what fucking happens. (laughs) On camera, sometimes they'll they'll just drop it. Sometimes if something happens on camera and they're like, "That's I'm not doing that the whole episode, they'll just drop it and pretend like it didn't happen. But there will be no second takes. Much like life. <laughs> yeah, that's all real. Uh, Willie is our trap builder, by which I mean he puts, uh, he will either build a fence or he will drop a rock on something. He's a... Uh, He's like sub Wiley Coyote rules over here. And Wild Bill, uh, they say our tracker still to this day has never tracked anything. Actually, no. I would argue he is the vanguard. He is our uh, our Viking berserker. Uh, I, I think that's his role is to perhaps damage the big feet at the expense of his life, as we will as we will get into eventually. That's Wild Bill's arc. Uh, today we are watching Mountain Monsters season one, episode twelve. I <laughs> I can't believe I get to say this. Sheep Squatch of Boone County. Uh, We're going off the HBO Max order. Like all of the best shows, there apparently is no official order to watch these in. (laughs) That's the order we're going in. Uh, Sheep Squatch of Boone County. Uh, We usually pause here and we research and figure out, did they make up this monster? And of course they made up this monster. Hold on, my notes say, no, they didn't? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. Uh, the, the impossibly, ridiculously most made-up fucking monster I've ever heard of, and they did not make it up. They will make up parts of the lore, uh, often to yeah. a hilarious degree, <laughs> as we'll see. Uh, but the Sheep Squatch is an established cryptid and he's exactly what he sounds like he's exactly what you think but we'll get there uh we start off in the sasquatch family uh i no god damn it no he (laughs) is a direct quote i wrote that down buck asked in the backseat is he in the sasquatch family and jeff just goes no (laughs) No. and like yeah not no here's my follow-up just no and like five seconds of silence (laughs) let that disappointment linger yeah, the opening briefing in the pickup truck, you immediately get a taste of their improv <laughs> rapport. It's like, it's called the Sheep Squatch. Oh, so is he, is he in the Sasquatch family? Nope. <laughs> and then you Trapper. Full to have asked that question. <laughs> right. Bucks is trying, Bucks is trying to be like, well, let's have a discussion. Just shut up. <laughs> he is not. Is. And Trapper chimes He's in and says, Scientific opposite of yes and. <laughs> He's a blend. Of many creatures. <laughs> to which Jeff says, yes, exactly. Yeah. You idiot. Yeah, it's just everything. He's- like possum, possum tail, sheep, body, goat head. Yeah, we uh, go to our uh, thick Bigfoot cryptid thigh penis. check with our, with our CGI rendering of the sheep squatch. Uh, as they talk over it, Trapper says, first of all, he says it's a sheep squash. Uh, he cannot say that word. <laughs> so it was bold of him to pick this episode. Uh, he's a Sasquatch with a sheep head, wild boar teeth, which is, that, it's a weird choice of teeth. That's a weird choice. Do they have particularly, I thought they had kind of, I don't think they're vicious weapons, but like they can kind of eat anything. So maybe that's what they're it, going for. It doesn't have the tusks. That's, right. that's the wild boar's distinctive feature. So yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Just that it's teeth. It has elk feet. 
and a possum tail and just fucking man crusher thighs. My God. Zinnia uh, okay, on nice. top thighs. <laughs> Something that they will mention later in the episode and that you can see in the rendering, it, it seems like an important detail. It has human hands. It has straight yeah. up fingers and opposable thumbs. I got to say, that's actually the most remarkable feature of the creature because it <laughs> if means it's in not- theory it's a tool user, right? Like it's a, it's got primate hands. Well, all big feet have that, but, but, but it is not of the Sasquatch family. Uh, right. <laughs> no. And to, to Jeff's credit, I read up on Sheep Squatch a little bit. They say it has raccoon hands. So they're supposed oh. to be raccoon hands. Okay. Which uh, I don't think they are in the in the rendering or in this show. He, he's, he's part Squatch. Trapper says, this is a big, dangerous Sheep Squash son bitch. And you're going to love this one, Jeff. He's bipedal. Man, uh, that was that was a truck pleaser when he dropped the bipedal. That got a big laugh. This that was from episode one where they made fun gag. of- gag. When they yeah. made fun of Jeff for using the term bipedal. Twelve episodes later, they are still on his ass about using <laughs> such a fancy word. <laughs> to which Jeff says, he walks on two feet, Trapper. And he'll go down on all fours. <laughs> I think he meant that to sound tough. It sounds powerfully yeah. erotic. Uh, Buck doesn't erotic. Buck doesn't help when he says he's rubbing off on you. Uh, and Trapper, all excited, goes, "Did I get him, guys? Did I get him?" Uh, meaning Jeff. He means like, "Did I? Did I roast Jeff, you guys?" And and yes, I guess yep. you did. Roasted for using a three syllable word that you should have learned in elementary school. <laughs> They do make something clear here that Jason usually wonders about. They say he in a very specific way. So I think this is a single monster. Yes. Uh, not a family of monsters. It's a legendary single creature born of, I guess, God's chaos. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was 1800s, which what I – so they do acknowledge. But what I love about this is that it never impacts their decision-making. Right. Like, is this creature – because if this thing is, as they mentioned – I don't know, 200 years old. That has implications about, can it be killed, right? You're, sure. Because it has presumably survived many fights with other creatures, many wounds in that time. It clearly has some sort of supernatural healing ability. But normally they don't even bother to establish whether or not it's a species of creature or a singular immortal being. Here they say it off bat. No, no, no. They've been seeing this. Coal miner's been seeing this thing since the 1800s. Uh, you know, he hangs out here. He's singular, but they never have the second, the rest of the conversation about, right. well, okay, is he, can he be shot with bullets? Do we have a sense of what, can he die? Why, why does he have the secret to immortality that, that none other, no other creatures uh, of his type have? And they yeah, it's so- Highlander rules. So there was once many sheep squatches, but yeah, now, there can okay. be only one. Maybe there are others, but you can only kill him by cutting off his head and then you absorb his power. <laughs> I think that's I think that I, sounds right. It is hard to relate to men with such like like they have no scientific curiosity. Like even a bunch of kids playing Dungeons and Dragons would have more questions than these guys have that like they just don't care. Like this thing's 200 years old. Like what could this mean for science if we get some of its blood? Like they, they absolutely never get to that point. It's just like, what does it look like? Okay, let's go kill it. They, like most of the times, they don't even care what powers it has. They're just fucking ready to go. 
let's murder it. They don't even establish why they should murder it in this episode. It's not personal. It's not killing anybody's deer. No, they establish she's the good guy. They say in the 1800s, this territory was strip mined by coal miners who cut down the forests. And only then, when he was disturbed, has he started, like, coming out. And also, never say he attacked anybody at all. It's a very sympathetic monster. They destroyed his habitat, and he's peaceful. Let's go fucking kill it. (laughs) Living peacefully for over 200 years, which no human has ever successfully done. But this is what I love about this show, because most types of entertainment like this, whether you're talking about ancient aliens or something like that, Usually, it's an excuse to get into some sort of interesting folklore, like yeah. to talk about where this thing came up, what, why, about the, you know the nature of folklore in the Appalachian area. Why are there so many cryptids in that area? Maybe they would talk to somebody who's written a book on the subject, and you use the goofy story. We did this. At, we did this at Cracked all the time. You use the goofy story as an off ramp to kind of get into some interesting sociology about the the way people are and telling tall tales and the, those campfire story type traditions and, and why that stuff lingers in, among the mountain folk. This show has absolutely none of that whatsoever. <laughs> this show is dedicated almost to a religious degree to you learning nothing factual mm-hmm. whatsoever. There is no moral to this show. There's no interesting research. There's not even any interesting monster trivia. They just make it up. There is nothing that these men screwing around in the woods to, to accomplish nothing. You, you will take nothing away from this. It will not make your life better at all. It is just pure. It's just nothing. And it, it is magical. There's not many things out there like this. Even reality yeah. TV, you get like insights into people's personalities, that kind of thing. Here, no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting a, Completely I'm getting like fair. a slow appreciation for the characters and the the flawed arcs of Jeff and and Wild Bill <laughs> as they become like Jeff with his just like insecure narcissism and minor power trips. Okay, and Wild me- Bill with his wild insecurity and uh, and rambunctiousness. Let, let me rephrase it. Everything you learn while watching Mountain Monsters is against their will. Yes, I will yeah, go. I will go along with that. It is purely unintentional, uh, but but you do get to watch as they learn things, as they slowly learn yeah. to independently invent improv and maybe the basic uh, <laughs> concept of cooperation. Like What's a- really ironic is that if you were a monster watching the show, you would be learning all of their weaknesses. <laughs> and they do. They sometimes do. They do learn their weak. Well, we've seen that before. We've seen the werewolf of Webster County learn that they are vulnerable to their own traps and exploit it. Uh, so Huckleberry says, this here's a pretty intimidating creature. And Trapper says, this sheep squash will challenge us. Ha! I love it. And then he gets mad at himself and says, that son of a bitch challenges me. <laughs> how dare he? Uh, I like how Buck uh, is pretty good on improv here. He says, I have a challenge for you. I want you to share that sheep squatch and make me a coat. But uh, you can't, when you're morbidly obese, you just constantly walk into fat jokes. So Trapper's like, I doubt a 700 pound sheep squatch can make you a coat. And now he's getting roasted again. And now Jeff's off the, the hook for another couple of miles. Jeff wins, Jeff says under his breath. <laughs> what was that, Jeff? <laughs> no, 
filming Buck on thermal. Oh, you're blushing. I can see you blushing. <laughs> Buck was uh, going to outlive all of these men, by the way. I, I refuse to. I know the Buck is overweight. He is not in worse shape than any of these guys. I, I'm sorry. I know no, we've said that before, but they should yeah. not be making. I know we have made jokes about Buck's general shape. These men should not be making fun of Buck's weight. I'm going to go ahead and also say, I'm not saying it's a high bar, but I feel like Buck is the smartest of them, too. Like, he's the most God. well-spoken. He seems to, like, be aware when they're doing something dumb, and it's like, <laughs> all right, I guess I got to go along with this, but he'll explain it. <laughs> Buck, also, as we discovered a few episodes ago, the only member of the crew that has another acting credit on IMDb. <laughs> so, it's <laughs> a big break. All right, so we are on our way to the first witness, who is Mason. Uh, his profession is listed as avid deer hunter. Yeah, he is, they, meet of course, him at, uh, they meet him at Sector Tree, Latitude Holler 8. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> Once again, just some random dude in the woods. <laughs> just standing in the deep woods as they walk up, like, happy we found you here in the deep woods. Uh, his, he- his identifiable headgear is a camo baseball cap mm-hmm. and eyeglasses. <laughs> Fancy city boy. Uh, it's real tree uh, camo, just to be clear, because uh, there will be other types of camo. What type of camo? It's called real tree. Real tree. Wow, yeah. camo expert. <laughs> Are you learning that from this show? Like, have we disproven Jason's theory? No, I grew up real country. Ah, oh, shit. All right, <laughs> you'll learn nothing. Uh, he, he introduces himself by saying, a "Little brisk today." <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up, but it just it's such a normal thing to say when yeah. six huge Bigfoot hunters come up to you to talk about <laughs> sheep squatch, and you're like, a little brisk today, ain't it, boys? Uh, Trapper asks what he does, and he says, I grow tobacco. Trapper says, chewing or smoking tobacco? And he's really confused and says, whatever they want to use yeah, it for. whatever the fuck, man. <laughs> and again, this is something that would have been edited out of any other show <laughs> Yep. <laughs> he asked them, they're trying to improvise, like, you know, like, what do you do for a living? And of course, none of these people can be like, oh, I'm a telemarketer or anything that's, you know, uh, I'm in IT. It's like, it's like, no, I grow tobacco, which I don't know if that's something that a person can just do at their house. I thought that was, those were like corporations that, like giant corporations that had thousands of acres of tobacco they grew somewhere. But maybe there's just individual guys that have a tobacco farm. But then asked what type of tobacco he's growing, whether it's smoking or chewing. And either he himself, because he's not really a tobacco grower, and that's just something they they gave him and (laughs) doesn't know how to answer that question. Or it turns out that they use the same species for whatever use. I don't know. But either way, the line of questioning just stops dead because, like, whatever they want to use it for, like, all right, I guess – Either way, somebody looks like an asshole. Yeah. The point. Either it's Trapper or him. Somebody like looks like a total dipshit, and then there's a long pause while we appreciate that, and they left <laughs> it in the show. <laughs> they always leave it in. They're so <laughs> ruthless about not cutting things where somebody's improv doesn't go anywhere. It's amazing. <laughs> Trapper asks, do you hunt bear? And he says, uh, nope, if I can't wrestle it, I don't hunt it. And they all laugh because that's not what they do. Uh, seems like a good rule, but also this guy could not wrestle a deer. None of them. He's a, none he's of these men. All hunter. of these men would die in a yeah, deer. He's, he's avid deer hunter. Says why won't wrestle? I won't hunt anything. I can't wrestle. It's like no, you would not want to fight against a deer. Yeah, if you ever seen a deer like get stuck in a fence, you're like, you can't wrestle a deer. That thing is, it's powerful. Also, all of you are overweight and, and at least fifty, at least fifty, and like a dirty fifty, like a like like a. 
uh, worn, worn hard 50. If one okay. of these guys, like, died today, their family would be like, uh, that's really sad, but I am not surprised. <laughs> so he had a long life, uh, considering, relatively. Yeah. Uh, that one's so- sad. We can cut that. That's, we'll, we'll just, <laughs> like nope. a real show, we'll just cut nope. that out. <laughs> no, this is Mountain Monsters rules. All, everything stays in. Dead silence. We're I would feel into so tragedy. bad. Like, these guys might legitimately die on the day that shit comes out. <laughs> and it's left in as, an, as a tribute Sir, as a tribute <laughs> yes, to as them. as a loving tribute to probably uh, Huckleberry. <laughs> so, yeah, probably Huckleberry. Big men, they don't last long. Uh, so, so Mason was out hunting deer two months ago, which I think is a new record for, for like, the, like, this could just be yeah. long gone if it's two months ago. Uh, when he saw it, uh, he saw specifically something with sheep oil, but he knew it wasn't a sheep. It was feeding from his deer feeder. And now, Jeff says, I do want to talk about this because uh, trapping deer with food is uh, illegal in most states. Uh, it's oh. kind of legal in West Virginia, but only during the summer. So uh, I'm just saying they might have accidentally incriminated Mason in a pretty expensive misdemeanor. Uh, just, I don't know. I'm almost Fun certain fact. this is not summer. They're all wearing like their hats, their full full yeah. heavy gear. Uh, yeah, Mason's doing some warm. illegal bait murdering. Yes. Um, at, at least. Uh, to which Jeff says, yeah, we don't really know whether he's carnivorous or omnivorous. And he's clearly never yeah. pronounced that word in his life. Uh, <laughs> we do a long comedy beat while they listen to birdsong. I love that they're learning comedy. Like, this mm-hmm. is this is some vaudeville shit that they're they're just getting to now. Uh, and Jeff explained, well, that means whether he's a meat eater or he eats everything. Uh, Mason takes him to the feeder and says, well, he was hunting the deer when he saw the sheep squatch. Uh, about seven feet do- tall because it was standing here hitting the feeder with his horns. Just, just <laughs> headbutting it. And okay. as we will learn, uh, sheep squatch, that's all it does. It's, uh, it's an idiot, even by sheep I squatch sheep standards. Squatch. Okay, we need to stop and acknowledge something here. One, they did a big comedy beat because when he used the word carnivorous or omnivorous, no one in the group among the mountain monsters or their witness had ever heard those words before. Right. And, and it was sorry. clear that Jeff also had not heard them by his pronunciation. <laughs> right. I'm sorry that there is no way, even if you have, have not been to school, you've heard those words just on TV yeah, or somewhere. It's, it's insane. Huckleberry said he, he graduated twelfth grade. Yeah, you hear this in elementary school. This is this, but they're really playing that up. But here, this is a really important point <laughs> because right away, the creative minds behind Mountain Monsters realize the problem in that the sheep squatch. If it's you know, it's got sheep in its name, even though it's made of twelve different animals. But sheep are obviously herbivores. You can't mm-hmm. picture a sheep. Eating, you know, a dog. Try to picture that in your mind. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> so well, now I have a boner. <laughs> they're thinking. Well, the audience is going to be worried about: Are they out to assassinate this innocent sheep? And so they've got to right away establish: No, this thing is dangerous. And the very first witness is like, Nah, he's trying to get corn out of my illegal deer bait machine <laughs> that I use to lure deer in before I shoot him in the head. Uh, Which makes him a hero, hero. by the way. (laughs) Yeah, he's trying to save those deer. Yeah, he's he's doing the right thing again. Uh, So he says he couldn't get anything from the feeder, so he starts, uh, in Mason's words, growl screeching. 
Uh, and then the smell, a real musky-like smell. And I would like to pause here and note, no spoilers, but this is Chekhov's piss uh, at this yes. point. It Chekhov's is. musky piss. And also have you have a witness him. describing a unique call that's like a screech howl that yeah. they absolutely do not have on their sound effect. <laughs> Didn't <CD>. come up later. <laughs> so they are, I'm going to spoil it for the audience. When they do hear it later, it's just the same generic animal roar. That I, I love it when the witnesses try to come up with like this exotic, what's well, like, it had yeah. like the growl of a possum, but the, the howl of a raccoon or whatever the different parts are. And like, no, we just got the, we got two different growls. We got like a canine type howl and then like a lion roar and that's it. <laughs> Jeff's over there. Are you sure it didn't sound like Free Lion 3? Are you sure? <laughs> uh, I I feel like it sounded like Camp Town Races. Uh, I think I have a quote from Mason I really liked where he says, I got a strong scent smell. And I thought that was funny enough to write down. I also just realized Mason is an ambush predator. Oh, no, he is. He is an ambush. We get a little more of the, the pooches here, but... Uh, but not a lot, not a ton. We alternate. I notice between between pronunciations. Yeah. I think they're trying to like. I think they learned that at some point, and are like trying to sell themselves as West Virginia boys mm-hmm. by like playing up the accent. I don't know if they actually are from. I know Trapper is not. He says he's straight up. He moved there from somewhere uh, else. I also have here in my notes that this is when they were making fun of Jeff a lot more. So, uh, and even Mason got in on it. Like he said, it smells a lot like Jeff, and they you all don't know laugh. Him. Yeah, like you just met this guy and you say he smells like the sheep squatch. <laughs> maybe, maybe the state just shot carries. for that in West Virginia. In Boone so County? This, is, this is this is the roast Jeff episode, and the unthinkable happens. Uh, Trapper sends Huckleberry and Jeff on the short yeah. hike, not Buck. Buck even notes that. Buck is even surprised. He says, "This is a first for me. I get to sit up here with the big kids." Yep. Well, uh. While Jeff and Huckleberry just bitterly complain, this is a long way, isn't it? Just <laughs> Jeff has been ostracized from his place of power. I think, the I think for fucking up the improv too much and for using uh, his place as as the thermal guy. Right. They never have need too. of the thermal. They never have need of a nerd. Like they just run into the woods. They immediately find a monster. They They don't need to know about it. They don't need to know the fucking native names that helped found the the county lines. And I mean, it's just like the stuff Jeff tells him is pointless and the things he does are useless, but man, he never Jeff. does tell him like a weakness or anything for people that yeah. have been watching this show for 12 episodes, the sudden sending, because the whole thing is if people who have maybe, you know, not remember the previous episodes, the whole deal is they, when they send them off on the little short hike to do their height measurement, it's a totally useless exercise, which accomplishes nothing. And it's always been understood. This is a way to raz buck this is it's like a hazing thing because they send him out like well get it down all fours and like yeah that's about where he was and it never tells them anything it's understood this is like the most humiliating task the moment when they send jeff instead of buck that's like from an episode of succession where suddenly Mm -hmm. one of the kids has been named to to (laughs) inherit the company instead of the the sister it's like oh my god it was. It was a shocking moment. I'm like, Huge. what the fuck are you Buck is standing up there? It looks, it just visibly looks wrong. Like, this shouldn't. Jeff fucked up. Jeff banged somebody's wife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is, this is a big, this is a big power I'm sorry, shift I'm in the dynamic. Right now. <laughs> 
Uh, picture yeah, it in, in the forest golf cart uh, <laughs> as a personal favor to me. Uh, so, so they get to the feeder, and again, the unfucking thinkable happens. They measure the height of the feeder with a fucking tape measure. What? <laughs> they measure it with a fucking... They, this has never happened. They have never measured anything with any metric uh, human beings have ever used the before. The standard because unit they, of measurement in West Virginia is one huckleberry. <laughs> is is a huckleberry in relation to some kind of stick or right. box? <laughs> most <laughs> most of a stick and one huckleberry. That's how you measure something. Their woodsmanship. They always invent like some down home way to measure shit. They have never pulled out a tape measure and just said, "Hey." This is seven and a half feet. It's terrible television. You do it the other way. You don't do it this way. <laughs> uh, so they look for tracks. They find a tree and they can't fucking believe it. Uh, they actually say, this is huge. This is way bigger than tracks could ever be. And it is uh, some bark that's been rubbed a little bit. It's one of the least. I would be more impressed by the track personally, since that bark could be anything. Uh, but Trapper knows it instantly. He says, Sheep Squash did this to intimidate any creature that uses this feeder deer bear raccoon brilliant i love how when trapper like comes a comes upon a woodland crime scene and like reenacts it he's like oh they came in here and he slapped all the bark off of that tree and here's let me tell you why psychologically he did that Uh, that's good improv because he is the best improviser of the group i feel because he's the one who has to he, he always takes the lead and his whole reputation is that he can look at some bark that's probably been pecked off there by a woodpecker, something like that. Who knows? Anything, literally anything could have knocked it off. Yeah, and he'll just spot something like that in the environment. Or he'll see he'll later, we're going <laughs> to mention where a, a single log being moved a few inches. He's going to come up <laughs> with an entire, not just an entire scenario that plays out in his imagination, the Sherlock Holmes style, but a scenario that always reaffirms how bloodthirsty the creature is it's it's always it's always worse than what they think and also we are now 12 for 12 when they measure the creature it's exactly the measurement they already established in the truck briefing they they never there's never a revelation and except for sometimes the creature is smaller than they thought (laughs) because only when a witness fucks them yeah, you have true. the occasional smart-ass witness who describes a creature as being around six feet tall, and it previously <laughs> is between eight and nine feet or whatever. That's happened a few times. That one time he said a Bigfoot was six feet tall. That's about six feet tall. <laughs> you could just see them all, like, freeze up. Fucking damn it. God damn it. No second If we could take. do a second take, <laughs> it would be kicking your ass. Uh, so, so Sheep Squatch has, has firmly intimidated these raccoons, which I love the the image of raccoons coming out and be like oh fuck this sheep squatch territory we got to get out of here uh we're on to our night investigation we're going to investigate this area trapper uh wants everybody to be very careful because he thinks he use he uses those horns for a hell of a lot more than just button trees to which huckleberry says oh yeah lock and load and then we play my new favorite thing the the lock and load sound effect right. i love it they, the ADR shotgun sounds. The ADR shotgun, like a video game reloading shotgun yeah. sound. Often as he has the shotgun, like, resting on his, at his feet. <laughs> uh, it's great. It makes him look tough. Uh, Huckleberry goes on to say, this is a big-ass creature, and he is a badass creature. He has teeth, and then he, and has, then he has them has horns, them horns on, on him. <laughs> uh, he could knock you down be on top of you in a minute. And again, erotically charged. Uh, maybe that's just, maybe it's this is revealing something about me. Uh, Buck takes point 
And they finally say the joke we have made so many times. Uh, Trapper says, I love it when Buck breaks trail. And Huckleberry says, he does make a good trail. Trapper says, you're the best point man I ever had, Buck. Uh, all because he's very big, so he makes a very wide trail mm-hmm. uh, very nicely for them to all all follow in his wake. You make like it an sound breaker. like a fat joke, and I think it is. But it's also like a sincere attempt to like make this episode his coming of age. Like This is a Buck episode. They want to establish him as like no longer a rookie, a real part of the team. I think it is also a fat joke, though. Uh, yeah, of I course think- it is. I, no question. Because that but- is a theme. It happened before. It will happen again. Uh, but then they, I, I love the next part. Jason just mentioned it, the, where they find the moved log because it is like literally just a log in the woods. And they're like, this isn't where it's supposed to be. Like <laughs> it's, it's maybe the, the most astonishingly stupid thing, even on this show to, to, you don't have to be a log expert to spot the problem in this that like they have never seen this log before, nor would they have recognized it if they had. And they're like, this log is in the wrong spot. Also, literally, it's not a big log. No. Literally anything. And a, a raccoon could have moved that log. And yeah. they use it They use it so insanely. Okay, so they come across a log that has been moved. And let us be clear, about, I want to say, eight inches. You can see the indent where it was. It is eight inches away from that. And we've moved a small log eight inches. Oh, like one of them went up and it. kicked it. And then they turned on the camera. Like, that's, that's yes, literally somebody, all they did. They just kicked it with their boot. And then they came back yeah. and did the show. Somebody tripped over it. And they're like, we can use this. Uh, so, so Trapper says, now what is that some bitch after? And he digs in the ground underneath it and he says, he's after a damn field mouse is what it is. <laughs> These guys this- can track a mouse through leaves at night in a sheep squatch nest. That is Batman shit. Nobody can do that. <laughs> so, so the sheep squatch, a seven and a half foot tall, like 600 pound immortal beast, uh, is trying to eat field mice. Which I don't think would be worth the calories of bending down to pick up the field mouse. Like, there's yeah, but no do way. you know what this means? Do you know what this means? Say it. It means he's a mouse eater and mice are made of meat. You know what that else? You know what else that means? It needs he's to hungry. die. It means he's hungry. They use, he they, they tripped over a log and moved it eight inches and they use that to set up that the sheep squatches after a mouse. That means he eats meat and he's hungry. And then Huckleberry or Trapper says, that makes him that much more dangerous, guys. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, because up till now, we have no evidence that he eats meat. This right. scooted log tells us everything we need to know. <laughs> and also that we should be terrified. <laughs> uh, it's on the trail uh, of a field mouse. So there is a rustle. Uh, they all jump. Jeff has nothing on Thermal because he's Jeff. Uh, <laughs> pulling his Jeff shit. I got nothing. Yeah, we know, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. We know. It's, it's weird how you say, I've got nothing. A lot. Isn't it, Jeff? Uh, wait, holy shit. No, he has something. It's on the tree. They approach. There's another Russell. Jeff has it. It is like a caterpillar. This is the worst blob yes. they have ever recorded. <laughs> it's just a big, it's a big blob. It's like a sleeping bag. Or a That's what I think it was. I think yeah. somebody wrapped up in a sleeping bag and started uh. wiggling, started playing the wiggle game. They say that he's beating his head on another tree. That didn't come through <laughs> on the thermal. Woodpecker. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. I, I Too much woodpecker DNA and this chimera soup of monster genetics that God created. Uh, I love it. I love that the sheep squash just smashing his head into trees. No reason. 
I love uh, the okay. I love the lore of this. What they think is happening in the show, which is that the sheep squatch is out there, totally unaware of them, and it is just what what it does when it doesn't know anybody else is around. Is it just rears back and bashes its head against a tree over and over until it, I guess, passes out uh, because it's immortal and it hates life and it no longer wants to participate <laughs> it's in it. trying to die. <laughs> uh, but they put like, I, I cannot a- accentuate what a useless blob this is on, yeah. on a show based around useless blobs in every sense of the word. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's just somebody in a sleeping bag wiggling around. It is utterly and completely shapeless and they're trying to make something of it. It's incredible. Uh, there is, Trapper says, I can see him just as plain as day. They charge, but they lose it. And Trapper says, looks up and says, he pissed up there. Why the hell would he piss up there? And then we need to stop and approach this moment carefully and analytically. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. There is a lot to discuss in the next, I want to say, two minutes of film. It may be the next hour of the podcast. Yeah, Uh, I think we're going to be here a while. I would like to propose, I would like to propose that we... We each point out one thing about the scene, and in that and in that way, we can maybe advance, and we go, we'll go around. So, I would I, like to say that what happens next, Trapper says, "Why in the hell would he piss up there?" And then he looks directly up. Mm-hmm. That is my one thing I would like to say. Okay, um, I think I'd like to point out the storytelling of this to. To put the question to the audience, why the hell would he piss up there is to suggest this, uh, it's setting up the trap, right? Like, uh, there's no reason to piss up there unless, unless it's some kind of, oh, I've realized far too late it was a trap. (laughs) Like, it's, it gives the creature an intelligence, uh, that I don't think we would have got there on our own. Like, if piss dripped onto your face on a normal night, you wouldn't think, like, Oh, the craftiness of the sheep squatch. You would think like, uh, yeah, pee, pee drips. Um, Jason? But, <clears throat> okay. Viewers, what happens is Trapper, expert Trapper, a man who's been doing this his entire life, walks up to the tree, looks up, visually says he's pissed up there, and then looks up and looks up. And then, I don't know, a pint of piss falls into his <laughs> eyes. Suddenly, as if somehow the sheep squatch has some sort of anatomical, like a little, uh, I don't know, some sort of a pouch or or something, an orb of piss that it can leave behind this, like a delayed reaction. Because a lot of piss, which again, they could have set up so it's like, oh, he's up there. He's up there, guys. He's up there. You know, aim and, and just, you know, and then he pees down on him. They didn't do that. He no. previously pissed up there, and then he went and stood directly underneath it and looked up at it, and then the like the piss in a cartoonishly delayed reaction <laughs> just falls down into Trapper's face, and this is when we define. This is when we Hold find on. out. Hold that on, that was your one thing. I apologize. That was your one thing. You wasted it, and now <laughs> I get to say. It. Now it is my turn to say the one thing. After the pint of piss falls on Trapper, suspended up there by some miracle. Trapper says, Oh, my eyes. I can't open my eyes. My face is on fire. And we have now established that the sheep squatch has acid piss. Acid Sean, piss. Sean, one thing. He said a, a quote. 
He said, just one drop or two fell on my face. But as Jason mentioned, it was a lot. He is fucking soaked. They covered him in this thick piss. And I think they should have censored it. He looks like someone made a triple X parody of cat diarrhea. It is just dripping from his disgusting face in the night vision. Uh, I found this to be very lewd. Um, I think I just did Jason's again. I, I just wanted to make it clear to the audience that he is dripping with piss. Well, to clarify, I'll clarify the the thing that you have added here is that it is not a piss texture; it is like a jelly texture. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's been slimed by sheep's yeah. piss, is what it looks like. Yeah. Uh, Jason, you can add another thing. <laughs> For the rest of the episode, they are going to struggle to figure out what has happened here because they're going to start talking about it later as if he can spray like a skunk. Right. Buck does, yes. That's but, what Buck tries to improv. I think it can spread, and he tries to make that his thing. Uh, yeah, but then you also see what happens here is that Trapper has written for himself an acting scene. Because mm-hmm. he, he comes when they go, they do an ad break to find out if, if you know, what, what effect, as we sit there watching the ads, we're supposed to be saying, well, what effect will Sheep Squatch Piss have on Trapper's face? And he comes back and he is in extreme pain and yelling and shouting and screaming and screaming to himself, suck it up, suck it up, you son of a bitch, Trapper, suck it up. Like the pain is too much and he can't open his eyes and maybe he's been blinded. He acts the hell out of that scene. He he Mm -hmm. intentionally stretched himself. He gave himself that role and and played it to the max. He was going to overcome that eyeball acid with courage alone. Yeah, it's... It's his award-winning motivational, mm-hmm. emotional scene. He is going to win the West Virginia Oscar, the the Oscar, perhaps. <laughs> uh, so, so the one thing I would like to add, uh, as he is writhing and screaming in pain, going ah ah ah, <laughs> uh, Jeff comes up and says it's burning him, and he puts the thermal. Right, right in Trapper's face as he is screaming. He just zooms in on him with the God thermal, it, and he Jeff. says, "It's off the scales." And we see that the it's black all over all over Trapper's face. It, it's black, uh, as though it is incredibly hot, which means that uh, this entire crew thinks that acid burns because it is yeah, hot. The dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> it's For, an exothermic in two different reaction. directions. <laughs> That means it's hot on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think I think we're getting through this scene. Uh, Sean, do you have what happens next? Uh, yeah, of course they uh, they give him like a like a chemistry lab eye wash. They take a water bottle and and Buck gives the good advice to to get his eyes open and get water inside his eyes, like a like an eye wash. So they they after like what twenty minutes of human suffering, they decide to wash the acid out of the fucking guy's eyes. Uh. <laughs> and and Jason? No, I, I do want to emphasize because uh, Trapper, the seasoned veteran of the woods, is has his eyes squeezed tightly shut and is just spraying water, spraying water on the outside of his eyelids. And it is Buck, yes, the most intelligent and most sensible member of the crew who says, <laughs> if you can open your eyes, try to, because you need to wash inside your eyelids uh, through a trapper like a small child screams i can't open them i can't open my eyes which 
you know, uh, okay. <laughs> he's uh, not I even would like improvising that he can do first aid right because this is all <laughs> fake. Like he's not even improvising, like forcing himself to bravely open his eyes so he can right. wash them properly. Or he just knows what that slime is made out of, what they what they made that slime out of for real. And he's like, no, that will blind me. Uh, I would just like to add one final small detail before we're out of this scene, and that is that he washes his face when they hand him a water bottle by holding it underneath his face, <laughs> squeezing it, and like shaking it upward and trying to catch it like a dog drinks water. And he is trying to wash his face. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen anybody do. If I gave somebody a water bottle to wash their face yeah. and they started using it like that, I would assume that the acid piss had already eaten into their brain and they to were being destroyed. his credit, his eyes were closed, so he didn't know which way was up. <laughs> it's incredible. So Huckleberry closes out this scene by saying, if one drop of piss can do this to Trapper, just how dangerous is this creature? Dun, dun, dun. One drop of piss. It was like a bucket of jello. <laughs> bucket of acid. A hot, boiling acid jello. Filthy face. <laughs> what a fucking scene. All right. So, okay. okay so no, that's one it. last the, thing. I, I know we oh, go, oh, I know we've spent all our time on this. The question remains Did the sheep, is the, what they're claiming, that this sheep squatch left a pool of piss or acid spray on that branch as a trap, knowing yeah. that one of the humans would stand directly underneath it and look up at it. That's because what they're trying to sell. It it dripped into one specific spot, one mm -hmm. one you know few inches wide. If if a person didn't happen to be standing there at the moment of drip, this does nothing. So is the claim that the sheep squatch set this up? perfectly knowing exactly what Trapper would do there. 100%. That's why he said, Trapper, why did it piss up there? If this wasn't a trap, that, that'd be an insane thing to say. Yes, that's true. But the implication, the implication is either that was a brilliant, uh, perfectly executed trap by the, sh the sheep squash, uh, or Trapper is a fucking dipshit. <laughs> Either way. It can be both. <laughs> it can, I think, it can I think he is both. a dipshit. I think he the Sheep right Squatch used that against up. him. Sheep Squatch is like, ah, they're very stupid. I can use this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we cut away from that to Wild Bill and Willie's crackhead trap shack. Uh, they're going to be designing I just want to say, great, great night hunt. They uh, ran into the woods and uh, lost two eyeballs <laughs> and called it a night. <laughs> <laughs> and realized that this, this thing could take them out with piss. Uh, <laughs> so... We are doing Wild Bill Cam, my new favorite cam, where we just have Wild Bill's <laughs> point of view as he races his little forest golf cart wildly recklessly, pedal to the metal, almost dying several times. Uh, he, he's telling us that some guy is going to give them material to build their sheep squatch trap. Uh, and then we do a little bit here where Wild Bill sells how how well he knows this place. He grew up around here, this, knows this place like the back of his hands. And besides, he drew Willie's directions on a map. And I of course, that. now that we've discovered what comedy beats are, he is comedy beat lost. And he checks his map. And I love that it's just hand drawn like a child. <laughs> he's got these little triangle. <laughs> he's got these little triangle mountains labeled <laughs> mountains and a little guy next to them in a wizard hat named Willie. <laughs> Willie underneath it. The whole map is labeled Welcome to Boon Bee. <laughs> I think it's, it's trying to say welcome to Boon. It's yeah. too much. It's this, they, they overstepped the dumb, I think. This is as much as they've ever scripted out a comedy yeah. bit. But I will say, 
when he says he's familiar with the area, it's because he says he is constantly there bear hunting, something that has never mm-hmm. been mentioned before. But that is foreshadowing for episode 13. They're they also done, discovering they have, foreshadowing. They have laid some groundwork for this nep- next episode. Are you, they, are you guys so proud next, of them? Like, I'm really am, proud of them. I really love when they, like, learn and grow. And I feel like that's what this episode's about. They're, uh, it's at the cost of Jeff, but, like, fuck Jeff. And and but like Buck is growing uh, while Bill's finding this 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 comedy element of his uh, insanity, which I think is good. Um, I think uh, he overdid it. Like he does back into the tree at like the top speed of that side by side. He like, did hurt himself. You you cannot go in reverse any faster than he's going. <laughs> he smashes right into a tree. Don't think he meant to do that. Really, just whiplashes himself and then tries to play it off with a hoorah. But uh, he looks hurt. He looks legitimately hurt. And, and uh, I do like, like three hours later, like comedy beat. Uh, exactly I'm, three hours later. Yeah. Three hours later is word for word the comedy beat. Yeah. I'm surprised this isn't in every episode because everyone we've mentioned they meet is just by a tree on some deer trail. I, I had a theory here where maybe they do 20 interviews every every episode and they just uh, don't include the 17 guys they couldn't find. It's <laughs> 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 supposed to be like a really thorough professional scientific right. investigation, a survey. <laughs> they're like they're like hillbilly census, hillbilly Bigfoot census. But they can only find like two or three guys. <laughs> but I uh, love the the placement of the scene because obviously from a pacing point of view, they're like, well, we need some comedy relief here because we had such a dark scene. But remember, we left that last scene with Tramper totally blind, being mm-hmm. evacuated in the middle of the night. And they go to, to go to commercial and this is the next day. And so we, the viewers, are like, well, is Trapper permanently – is his face permanently burned off from sheep squatch piss is he permanently blind is he disabled <laughs> it's like well now we're doing we've got like comedy music in the background we've done this we're doing this whole thing where they literally turned the camera on and told wild bill to just give us some give us some golf cart comedy give us some some golf cart slapstick and where he that's where we mentioned he backs into a tree at full speed d- trying to do some wacky golf cart like pretend you're lost in the woods and you have to do some wacky golf that is a very dangerous thing to say to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to know anytime you ask Wild Bill to just just wing it, uh, somebody's getting hurt and it's probably Wild Bill. It's fucking wild that he and Willie are still alive today. <laughs> yeah, just... there's, there's something. They got something. They got a special something in them. They're resilient. <laughs> you, you can't take that away. Like if they had a if they had a character sheet, it's every point in Constitution and no points in anything else. <laughs> Uh, so Wild Bill finally three hours later, Wild Bill comes over the hill in the golf cart, yelling, "Woo! Get you some of this!" To uh, I guess the hill that he's driving on. <laughs> uh, uh, Willie tells him now that he's finally here that he's going to build a trap, and the trap is a circle of fence topped with razor wire. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the, it's they, it might garbage. be the laziest trap, and they once had a trap that was stick on a rock. Uh, <laughs> I, I, there's just nothing to fence with razor wire. That's actually how you just trap a sheep. Uh, they, they have done nothing. Uh, so while Bill hears this and says, hey, old razor wire, huh, do that old boy justice. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't even have a theory. Yeah, words just fall out of his mouth. <laughs> they don't make any fucking sense. I do like when he he picks up the hay bale hook and he immediately fantasizes about murdering the sheep squatch with it. And he almost impales himself. He like 
slaps it into the wall or into a pole and like pulls back on it and almost pulls it directly into his own tummy. Well, it's because he gets it caught in like a sack of something and yeah. he can't get it out and he panics. And so he wrenches it super hard and almost yeah. cuts himself. With, oh, just, I'm telling you, all constitution. <laughs> There's no dexterity. But uh, uh, the farmer, a farmer says, yeah, you guys can just go into my barn, take anything you want. And they got real lucky with three unused rolls of chain link fence. Almost suspiciously lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I love... So obviously they planted the chain link there to build to build their fence, but they wanted to sell it like, well, we're ju- we just we're just good old boys taking from the land. This farmer is never pictured. If that is indeed, if you're selling this, like what happened? Right. It just looks like you're stealing scrap metal yeah. from a farmer, which uh, <laughs> which the, which with Wild Bill's case, that's not a great look for a uh, for a man as rambunctious as Wild Bill mm-hmm. to be stealing scrap metal from I- a local farmer. I also love uh, Wild Bill's lack of guile. Like when they find the the chain link, they're they're right next to each other, underneath a big old board. They just draped a, a board over the top of them, and Wild Bill's like, "Well, here I'll move all this old here old board out of the way." <laughs> and it's just like he's making this big show about moving the board, and you know the camera's perfectly on it, and I don't know. It's just uh, like he was discovering treasure. Like, oh yeah, my god, oh, I, gosh, I, long, maybe there's treasure long. under there. Oh, there happens to be treasure. It's, it's like a trapper is the same way. Chain link rolls. I've discovered yes. it. I've solved the riddle. Yeah. It's actually uh, like hundreds of dollars worth of chain link fencing from Home Depot or whatever. That, that I'm not sure the, the farmer wanted them to have right. that specifically, but whatever. I, did, I hid that under my, my safety board. I don't know. <laughs> As you find uh, it. Uh, so, okay. So they find their second witness, Rocky. And now, unlike our first witness, who was an avid deer hunter, Rocky has a real job. He is an experienced deer hunter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff finally sees Trapper and we get uh, answers to Jason's questions. Jason Pargin's, uh production notes from out of time have drifted down once again. And Jeff says, you you looked like a rabid dog last night. You was foaming all over the place. Another word that Jeff has never heard before somehow. Uh, <laughs> Buck is really still trying to sell that uh, sc- his cool skunk piss idea like like this sprays. And Trapper finally goes along with it. Trapper says, like, both about his present condition and, like, how bad it hurt. And also, giving one to Buck, he says, I'll tell you one thing right now. If that sheep squatch sprays the team, we're done. <laughs> I had that in contention for quote of the show. I that you laugh so hard. And if you're incredible. thinking this is foreshadowing, it's not. It will never it's come not, up again. No. The, the fact it would that have been so good. can spray acid on its prey, that will not. It will not utilize that. We we we're done with this plot point. Expressly piss if so. They have just said, okay, hold on. They have just said on their own show where they are extremely tough monster hunters. They have just said if this thing pisses on us, the entire team is destroyed. It would just whip out its cock and like left to right form a little sprinkler arc. And every one of us, one after another, would go down and just die. <laughs> he would a wave of piss would destroy our entire team, and that's was, like the serious moment. I was doing sort of a stream of consciousness joke earlier when I said it had like a possum tail and a bigfoot penis. But like, what penis from the animal kingdom would kill a group of men if it pissed on them? It has bigfoot's the the one, right? Does bigfoot? Ha- I don't. Does Bigfoot have boiling acid penis? Boiling oh. acid gel penis? I feel like you could just say it does. I I, I don't think any yeah. animal like a skunk penis. I guess is if you were 
if you were to go by like RPG, I understand that. But like, if you were to like take the skunk DNA and say like, how do you translate this into superpowers and some kind of a monster? You'd be like, I guess, you know, an acidic squirting would be sort of within the realm of reason, I guess. Gelatinous cube. It's part. It's it's got the dick of a gelatinous cube. Dick of gelatinous cube. That makes sense. A green slime dick. (laughs) Okay, so they find Rocky, who is also, of course, standing in a field, and somehow, throughout these episodes, they're just in more and more remote fields. Like, (laughs) like they've they clearly in the early episodes they would just pull up to the side of a major highway, and the guy would be standing there on the shoulder, which is extremely funny. But it's somehow funnier to me that like there's a guy waiting for them in this remote field. Like how are how are you finding him? Yeah, there's just no schedule way. that. Uh, he is wearing a low profile brown baseball cap, like a chump. That's his identifiable headgear, yeah. which is just a totally forgettable man. And I would say, yeah, Rocky is. Uh, he has trail cameras all along this trail. Uh, Huckleberry says, "So this is your honey hole," and Rocky <laughs> says, "This is my private hole that nobody knows about until now." I'm not making up the erotically charged nature of this episode. It's hot as shit. Uh, Rocky does something completely insane. Again, unprecedented, never happened. He says out loud to every member of this team. So I brought the trail camera home, meaning he has a home. He doesn't live in the woods and loaded it into my computer. Come speak English, doc. (laughs) nobody's ever mentioned a computer up to this point. Jeff has opened his laptop, but we treat it like it's his magic tablet. Like it's a crystal ball that he is just. Uh, So they marvel at the picture, which is one quarter of a blurry something with fur. Uh, Like maybe Willie ran by in a fur coat. I clocked this as a stuffed animal being held up near a trail cam. Could be a stuffed animal. Could be just like an actual sheep. Yeah, also possible they just cropped in their actual rendering of the sheep squatch, yeah. just closed up, got a close up of one part of it, and then it's cropped it into the picture. But here's the point in episode 12 where I feel like a lot of listeners are saying, what difference does it make that they keep getting these photos of the creature after they've already encountered <laughs> it in person? Because right. again, it's like, well, this is proof that it exists. I got a bory photo where Trapper's sitting right there, still has scars on his face. From where the sheep squatch ejaculated acid into his face <laughs> hours or hours ago, it still burns probably. And I was like, I'm I crying got a fuzzy photo. piss over here. I got a fuzzy photo proving this thing exists. Like, yeah, I look at my face. It, it yeah, ate away part like of my face. I look like fucking Mads Mikkelsen in seven out of ten of my movies. <laughs> <laughs> I can taste. I can still taste it. I will probably not taste anything else again. The last taste I've ever had is this, is this squatch. And you're showing me a photo? Uh, so they say it has wool, it has horns. And Trapper goes, I've never chased anything this bizarre with wool and horns. Uh, and Rocky he, has something he else. Chased, I'm sorry, but he chased the Mothman. Yes. Which was a mind-controlling, teleporting bridge pervert that did 9-11. <laughs> 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 Nothing is bizarre as uh, as as a sheep. Uh, so Rocky has something else, a rusty, filthy bucket, and he says, "You're not going to believe what's in here." And I just in my notes like, "This cannot be good." Like if a yeah. Billy pulls out a filthy, filthy bucket, tells me, "You're not going to believe what's in here." Uh, I'm going to assume that it's going to be me soon. Like <laughs> parts of me are going to be in that bucket. Yeah, it's your uh, wife's but no, for sure. It's squatch poop. Uh, he has yeah. sheep squatch poop. 
And that's somehow enough to cut the commercial and do a recap. Like that's the that's I, a revelation. A hundred percent knew this was a jar of shit before they cut to commercial. It's like, what's inside? I'm like, that is that sheep sweat shit. I mean, come on. Uh I did not expect though, uh, for Trapper to just reach right in and start doing some uh investigation right there in the field. <laughs> yeah, and again, Trapper- the lack of scientific curiosity. They don't say like, holy crap, we've got to get this to science we've got to take it to the science they're just like fuck it let's go through it they find a bunch of undigested meat well Uh, now hold on okay we're going to get to that because first of all somebody has the presence of mind to say that's got corn in it from the corn feeders (laughs) right right smart sold it's little details trapper grabs the turd pulls it apart with his bare hands and jeff says why that's undigested raw meat, <laughs> which, which, God damn uh, it, Jeff. It's not how meat works. Probably not how that works. And then is it Trapper who smells it and with a straight face says, that's deer meat. Yep. Yeah. That's Trapper. Right through the, right through the shit smell. Can identify that good, good deer smell. Uh, I am that, that Kina knows telling you right now, Trapper <laughs> is a good comedic performer. Mm-hmm. Because with a perfectly straight face, to pull apart the prop turd they made, or real turd, I don't know what they used for the scene, and, and to, to improvise. Because, again, they know they need to establish that the creature is dangerous and that it eats meat. And all they've got so far is they think that it's good to decide a log to, to get to a field mouse, which, for all we know, it wanted it as a pet. <laughs> and then one of them says, that's undigested raw meat. He smells the poop and says, that's deer meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How full of crap do you have to be to be that practiced at telling that kind of a lie to the camera that you can smell deer meat mixed in with the feces of a sheep squatch? <laughs> He's just that good. He's From just scent. that good. This, this is the scent of deer meat that has been digested by a sheep squatch. That's his. Uh, that's his mutant power, and why he's uh, with the Morlocks. That's why he's with the Morlocks. There's a Not part the here X-Men. I really like where Buck looks right at Jeff and says, "That poop is better than your research." Because Trapper's well, first, like, "I'm learning so much from this poop." Yeah, Trapper's that's the Jeff, layup. Jeff tried to laugh it off, like he's like, "Yeah, Tra- Trapper knows his shit," but he is getting creature cucked. Like Jeff is getting completely put in his place. Uh, I think he deserves it. Buck's, uh, Buck's exact quote, and I he just I want to reiterate it. it. Says, "How do you feel about that, Jeff? That poop is better than your research." <laughs> yeah, and somehow that's so much crueler. Really driving it home. Just fuck you, Jeff. Fuck you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> there's one thing we've discovered on the internet in the last ten years or so is that there's nobody worse than somebody who was formerly bullied. And now yeah. has the opportunity to bully someone else. They are yep. like the they are like far worse than the bullies ever were to them. I feel like this is the example yeah. of that phenomenon that that, it's that playing out. That Bucks uh, smells blood here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bucks Bucks not going to be the rookie anymore. You're going to be you're going to be out there on all fours pretending to be a sheep squatch, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> Quadrupedal, so- you probably call it, you dumbass. <laughs> oh no. Oh, no, I didn't mean to say that. Undigested. Oh, no, I can feel. 
pile of poop and said, there's undigested raw meat in it. You fucking can't improv for shit, Jeff. <laughs> so Buck gives a lovely little testimonial about how Trapper, when he got all excited, uh, rubbed his face, adjusted his hat. He's not wrong. Trapper rubbed his shit all over his face. All over. And Buck wisely ends his testimonial by just giggling and saying, he got poop all over him. <laughs> just a real anyway, genuine moment. They know how to set. They know <laughs> yeah. where to set the trap now. That's that's the one yeah. we need to take away from that bit. Uh, back to Wild Bill and Willie's crackhead trap shack. Oh, you didn't mention that uh, he shook that guy's hand, fucking Rocky, <laughs> yeah. with his just covered in shit. He just shakes that guy's hand and he took it. He's like, "Yeah, I'd love to shake your hand." The one I just watched play in poop for five minutes. Yeah, okay, but, but in universe, it's not just playing with poop. It's playing with the poop. With poop from a creature that we do not understand, that is hundreds right. of years old, its anatomy, you know, we assume that normal poop from a person or a dog has contaminants in it you don't want on your hands. This yeah. thing sprays acid. You don't know that <laughs> yeah. its poop won't eat through your skin. You don't know. No human has ever held this poop before. Uh, sheep squatch poop is inert. I feel like that's... <laughs> That's I normal. feel like it's, it's probably radioactive. So, like, it's got you'll the pay bowels of a wombat. <laughs> uh, so they're setting up the trap, and Wild Bill says, uh, "Maybe get some huh, fresh mutton and have old Grandma on a old sweater." So, once again, <laughs> I love Wild Bill's consistency. He's going to eat the sheep squatch. Absolutely, uh, that's what he's in it for. And his grandmother is still alive. It has got to be 170, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true great and she's gonna knit one sweater that old bitch uh <laughs> so wild bill says i got all three of these weapons for old mr sheep squash uh and he pulls out he pulls out a big a big wrench an axe and a machete and then we go through the weapons with him. He picks up the axe and he mimes th thunking a yeah. squatch with it. And he says, this one right here, huh? Thwarp him over the head, huh? Get a little <laughs> anesthesia for us. Start slicing dicing, brother. In <laughs> other words, his plan is to knock the sheep squatch unconscious by bonking <laughs> over the head and then start dismembering it while it's unconscious and alive. And alive. Yeah. Uh, because he does say the axe, this one right here, is for disassembling it. So he's going to balk him unconscious, mm -hmm. chop his limbs off the axe, and then pulls out the machete and says, this one right here, just going to get some nice fillets off. So, uh, this is some serial killer shit, Wild Bill. Get that nice loin. <laughs> this is some Hannibal shit. I don't think he meant to be this crazy. Uh, trap building montage. It's, again, just a, just a fence with razor wire yeah. on top of it. Uh, we go to our third eyewitness, a craftsman named David. I don't know why, but craftsman is a very funny job. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he they say it without a, owls for tourists. A lot. Well, they say it without a lot of respect, right? Like he, like that's what he does. He makes right. macaroni paintings in a field and calls himself an outdoorsman. Uh, he's wearing just another nondescript baseball cap. Uh, it, it sucks for headgear this episode, but there's yeah. a lot to make up for. We'll it. never be able to find David again. Uh, as I was saying earlier, I think that Buck thing was a fat joke because rule of threes, we make the last one here. Uh, David spends a lot of time out here hiking and kayaking. Trapper says, so you're a kayaker. Buck's a big kayaker. Mm -hmm. And Buck says, why do you have to call me a big kayaker? They all laugh. And then Jeff says, well, he meant big in the other sense. And uh, Trapper says, Huckleberry sent me to sensitivity class. So 
again, I'm not crazy, right? That's another that's another point in the column for Trappleberry. For like, <laughs> like that's a couple. That's couple shit. Yeah, that's like that's not just like we're we're together in lust. That's like we've been together yeah, for in, thirty years. We're trying to make each other better people. Yeah. David okay. has uh, a video of the sheep squatch that I thought was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. So he points to a huge pile of logs shaking and says, I have a video of that. His head popped up above those logs. And that's how I knew how big it was because of the pile of logs. They very unwisely cut to the pile of logs, which is three feet high. Uh, <laughs> and then start to watch the video on his phone. Uh, it's a very blurry shadow, which they explain you can't see because of the sun. Uh, right. Because they did not render anything. It is now, literally just like a black shadow. Yeah, Mountain Monsters has this signature style animation that's a lot like a Michael Jordan cardboard cutout on a toy train. If you've seen the hit film Home Alone, <laughs> it's just they, they, they'll have a creature and it'll just kind of move horizontally, wiggling a bit. Um, and I don't know if they're using CGI or if someone's just back there with like a big like cardboard cutout. But um, it does not I look like a monster moving. I think they are using CGI at some points, and I but I think this one probably was a cardboard cutout because they had to make a lot of excuses why you couldn't see it. Yeah. Now I want to bring up something here because I predict this is going to be a producer note that's going to come down at some point in the next few episodes from the sky from time because they talk to this guy and you know the the reason this witness is here is because he's got the video right. Mm -hmm. But at this point in the episode, and this happens a lot, they've already decided what kind of trap they're going to build. They've already found the location for the trap. They're already building the trap. They've set the post yeah. in the ground. It's being built. There's nothing else for them to find out. There's yeah. nothing this witness, like the fact that this witness has video does changes nothing. It doesn't raise the stakes. It doesn't, it's like, oh, from yeah, the video, we found that it can fly or that it, it right. does it, whatever. It's just, it's like, well, we've got extra proof that it exists. Like, no. Again, it's already ejaculated in Trapper's face. There's <laughs> there's no amount of video is going to – and so I think at some point they're going to start rearranging this so that there's something they find out from the video that actually informs their process. Because here, this changes nothing, They, they as far as I can tell, right? This is the format, though. This no. is the format of every episode up to this point is that they start, they do the investigation, they meet the first witness, and that's where they know to do the investigation. From mm -hmm. the investigation, they know where to build the trap. They confirm that with a second witness who is already, I would argue, useless at that point. They've already said, this is the trap. Every once in a while, they introduce a wrinkle where, oh, no, we have to move the trap, the second witness. Right. And then they are building the trap and they go to the third witness for fucking nothing every time. I think time they've in the so fiction of their universe, the second and third witnesses are to like triangulate the creature's territory. Like they sometimes mention that, but usually uh, I think it, at this point they're just doing it out of habit because they expressly mentioned they've already figured out. And they, yeah. and this has happened in the last several episodes. I do think they did that at one point. We, we saw them do that in early episodes, triangulate like, now we know where to place the trap, and we were building right. the trap. Now here's where to place it. But as they build larger, more unwieldy traps, they have to decide early, here's where it goes. Yeah. But they forgot to adjust the format of the show to that, so now it's just Right, because I think the, if we're to believe them, that the plan is to get on the other side of the creature and chase him towards the trap. So they just need to figure out on what side of the trap to start their, their maniac charge. Yes, and, and I so would that, argue you need two witnesses for that. Yeah, I, just I'm need with two. Jason. The, th the third the witness, third according to like hurt. fiction rules, should add the complication, like should right. throw so throw a wrench into it. 
That should have been where the guy says, the oh, oh, right, Mothman, he eats electricity. And they should have been like, fuck, our strap is electricity. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's how that should have worked if it was a story. Uh, uh, okay. So... So uh, Trapper sees the video and says, he's three feet above those logs. And as we have established, that makes him six feet tall. Uh, <laughs> they once again, they unwisely go stand right next to the logs to prove once and for all. Uh, it's not an optical illusion. This is a three foot tall pile of logs. <laughs> like they fucked this up so badly so many times. <laughs> and they all marvel at how these logs are bashed to shit. And nobody has a theory of why the sheep squatch is doing this again. I we never do this. come up with one. He just likes to bash logs. But with it, his head. it does look like someone is come in with like a mauler axe and like just beat the shit out of these logs to sell this this fiction which i think is very funny <laughs> that's the most <laughs> exercise any of them have ever gotten yeah. it's yeah but there's no way they did that they didn't work very hard to make it look like claw marks or horn right. marks or anything like that it's just somebody's come in with a little looks like a little handheld hatchet or something and chopped at it a little bit yeah it doesn't <laughs> look like in my experience it does not look like sheep squatch headbutts just just a belligerent idiot, just the wild bill of big feet. Just <laughs> your bashing his head, <laughs> trying to die, and he just can't. And he doesn't understand why. Uh, so back at the trap shack, while Bill is talking about how serious and dangerous Razor War is, and as we as he's saying that, we cut to shots of him just chucking it in the air directly above his head, <laughs> trying to get to catch on a fence. This is yeah, genuinely harrowing watching Wild Bill yeah, handling razor wire. You would fuck yourself up so bad doing this. I have handled razor wire a couple of times. You don't throw it above your head, hoping that it doesn't fall back down. I'm telling you, the fact that Willie and Wild Bill are still alive is more amazing than any legendary creature. It is. They are. They once long ago rescued a luck goddess from a river, like a Chinese fable. And that's, this is what they're doing with it. Uh, so Wild Bill says, Mr. Sheep Squash comes in this trap. Huh. I'll give him a handwritten guarantee. He's definitely not going over that reservoir. Uh, <laughs> this thing they built is nothing. They just cut away from logs 15 times bigger than this that it was obliterating for no reason. And they're like, yeah, this this chain link fence will hold him. They realize that, though. When, the, when everybody else shows up, Jeff's like, you guys built a prison. They're all proud of it. And then they, a, a trapper, and they are not trapper. As Jeff talks to him, they, they realize they've oversold now the destructive power of sheep squatch, and they're looking around at logs, and they're like, "Trapper says, well, it'll just ram this to pieces." <laughs> and, and there's, I'm assuming there's a jump cut as they go, as Willie then goes, "Well, that's the plan. Uh, it only works if, if like he rams it to pieces, and then he gets tangled in the razor, yep. which will, which will, and the trapper specifies will not cut him because of his thick wool." It will just hold him. This is my favorite thing about this episode. Well, obviously, the the acidic ejaculate getting into Trapper's eyes is the first. This yes. is my second favorite thing. Because they decide they've got to mix up the traps. I get it. And so they the thing they did diff different this time is they somehow got a hold of a coil of razor wire. And so Willie was like, or whoever decides on the traps, like, well, we just, we're going to incorporate that somehow. Mm -hmm. So the problem is. Is that originally the idea is, well, we'll build a trap and then we will top it with razor wire. But that works as a deterrent to human beings because human beings know what razor wire is. Right. An animal would not. So the idea that we're going to build a fence topped with razor wire, that makes no sense to keep an animal out. You do a fence of barbed wire because if they try to run into it, it will poke them and they will that will cause pain and they will walk away. A, a prison 
again, made of where the posts are vertical logs, just poked down into the mud. They're not set in concrete or anything. They could easily be knocked over. So they have to improvise it to, okay, well, once he gets in there, he'll get tangled up in the razor wire, which that is the most horrible thing I can imagine. <laughs> because you don't use razor wire on animals. And the idea that the point of this trap is that it will get knotted up in the razor wire so that Wild Bill can come and knock it unconscious by bashing it over the head and then dismember it while it's alive. This is such a, a saw-type trap. <laughs> and they don't acknowledge it because they had to no. improvise their way here based on how shoddily they built their trap and you know how what? weird the idea was. This literally is uh, that horror scene from Suspiria where the woman falls into the trap full of razor wire. This is a classic horror scene that we reenacted uh, here. <laughs> I would love it if there was a guy on the team that was a voice of reason in that direction. Guys, this this is a really inhumane way to kill a creature. Maybe we shouldn't even be trying to kill in the first place. They did. Like, they did get that because now Trapper specifically says this razor wire due to his thick, oh, tough right. wool yeah, yeah, yeah. will not cut him. Which, again, uh, because this, they realize they they fucked up their own lore so badly. This is another trope that I love about this show is they will start talking about physical details of the creature as if they have dissected one. Right. Yeah. Like they know how thick its wool is based on what? <laughs> you have one blurry photo, one thermal blob on camera, a splash of acidic ejaculate in Trapper's eyes. And uh, like you have, you've not done anything to get anywhere close to being able to say how thick its wool is. I think much like much like how he can smell the deer meat through the shit. I think mm -hmm. he could taste the thickness of the wool through the ejaculate, through the acid <laughs> ejaculate. You're like ah, it burns so bad. Uh, this wool has to be, I gotta be three inches thick. Go to three <laughs> inches. I'm tasting three inches here. I'd buy it if you can track a field mouse through a sheep's watch nest at night. Like you can definitely like make uh, okay. more thickness through poop. Easy. So they they I love that they have a little trigger and a gate swing shut covered in razor wire. Like it swings shut to like boot him in the ass with razor wire, like a Prince of Persia trap, and they they all celebrate. Uh, now we're gonna go to our night hunt. Uh, uh, Trapper says it's the most bizarre creature we've ever chased once again, and Huckleberry says, yeah, he's the West Virginia platypus, and everybody laughs. They must have been so proud. Of, I'm just proud of them for coming up yeah, with that line. Pretty good. Uh, they split into teams. It's Buck, Wild Bill, and Jeff on one team, uh, and Huckleberry, Willie, and Trapper on the other team. And you won't believe this, they're going to do a pincer movement to drive him toward the trap. <laughs> it's, this, a, it's a novel strategy. I hope works out for them. <laughs> this is another note that I think you're going to get at some point. You, you need to mix up your, your plan of attack because it, it is, it is, there's a similarity, but, and, but you know, you don't argue with success. It, it has worked so reliably up to now. Yeah. They always Actually, get their monster. Has, it has not worked even once. Oh, right. So far. They've nope. never got, they got their monster. Dogs. They caught some dogs that one time. <laughs> uh, so B-Team, Buck's team, uh, has, has found some tracks. Buck is officially the leader of the B-Team now. I think he's doing like, I think he's doing like Trapper's Jon Snow, right? Like he's going to be, he's groomed to be the next Trapper at this point. He's taking all the shit, but by God, he's learning. Uh, Jeff says he has it on thermal. What now? Hold uh, it back, back up just a moment. Because Jeff does something here where he says he, he can see a footprint on thermal. 
mm-hmm. which is not That's right. an, it's not an ability that the thermal camera had previously prior to right now <laughs> that that the body heat transfer into the cold mud of the forest lingers long enough that it shows up white hot on his thermal and again the thermal as we all know is not even on this is all going to be added in later so he improvises yeah my me, the only one who has a thermal camera, I have discovered an entire new ability for myself. <laughs> he knows, right? He knows he's getting the shit from every direction this episode. Yeah. He's got to do something. And I am always talking about how his thermal is so useless. I, fi- I think he heard me because now he's like, oh my God, my thermal has all these new abilities. It's so huge this episode. I upgrade. I invested into the skill tree. It I've really upgraded help. my thermal. It doesn't <sighs> help. They're still mocking him. Okay. Still no, because something jaw-dropping happens here. It's very subtle and easy to miss. They're now trying to find the creature itself. And Buck is going to ask Jeff if he's got it on thermal. Jeff is going to say no. Buck is going to lean over, look into the thermal, and say, there it is. I see it. <laughs> creature which is again. a line Succession. i cannot believe he crossed <laughs> yeah it's that is like fingering somebody's wife's butt it's just grotesque <laughs> it's jeff a betrayal jeff that you is hear the that only power that jeff has in the improv is that when they say yep. the, the 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 encounter cannot happen until jeff sees it on thermal and the one little power he exercises is when Trapper or somebody else says, you got anything on thermal? And he says, no. <laughs> we do <laughs> not what? encounter this creature until I, I, as the master of the thermal camera, the only one who knows how to work it in this fictional universe, say so. And Buck just straight up looked over his shoulder onto the screen, which again, in real life, is completely blank and says, there it is. It's right there. And then he just quietly whispered, I just fucking cut your nuts off. (laughs) Just such a goddamn power move. Just he's so hot. What happened is the, the, the dynamics that have shifted in this episode. He started out in his normal place. Jeff fucked up somehow. Buck stepped up one little notch and decided I'm never going back down that notch. Jeff has to die. Like I have to kill Jeff tonight. (laughs) <laughs> and eat it in the in this fiction like he were going he's going to improv oh my god the sheep squatch is eating jeff it has just eaten jeff now he's defecating jeff there's pieces of jeff everywhere undigested raw jeff <laughs> it's not, yeah i'm smelling the shit it's definitely jeff this is jeff meat <laughs> jeff's gonna have to go fucking home after this uh so wild bill sees it agrees agrees with bucks uh thermal spotting yep. and runs off like an excited dog uh again i would say this is foreshadowing based on what we've seen mm-hmm. uh they find more tree scratches like we're supposed to be fucking impressed by that <laughs> we <laughs> half your face is gone from from acid piss i just what are we doing looking at scratches i, uh, I just i, I want to reiterate how much i love how this creature just runs around headbutting wood for mysterious reasons <laughs> shitting out unchewed chunks of undigested meat it's just a marvel of evolution i don't know why anything made it or how has it has survived again, these many centuries attacked nothing done yeah, nothing they done forgot nothing. to establish any kind of threat here for why they're going to just 
rip him apart with razor wire. <laughs> the, the cruel, and Bill's going to eat him, and we've established nothing. Uh, Wild Bill's testimonial says, Sheep Squatch just attacked this tree. Dug a big old hole, run off. <laughs> Fucking helpful. Dug a big old hole. <laughs> Ran off. So it also digs random holes. <laughs> it's just... It's just like a really stupid dog that just got out of the yard. Like this escaped. This is this. All of this could have been a big dog that just is too high on freedom after escaping somebody's yard. What do I do? Ah, Run into a tree, dig a hole. Ah, Shit. Uh, So Trapper sees an eye from 70 yards out. They hear another canned roar that is not a growl screech. Uh, Free Lion 3. Uh, They they agree to meet up by the log pile. That's their landmark. Uh. They all meet up at the log pile and decide, you won't believe it, the Sheep Squatch was just here. Like, the Sheep Squatch got the message over the radio. Are we meeting up by the log pile? Uh, They all push together. They all join teams. They spot them in charge. Uh, Buck tells him, Buck tells Jeff, check your thermal, Jeff. (laughs) And Jeff says, I'm scanning. I'm scanning. Like, just... Just getting cucked over here. Uh, Wild Bill I, Wild Bill now cements this power change and says, what do you want us to do, Buck? Buck panics and says, what do you want us to do, Trapper? Uh, pass it right <laughs> up the line. I, I do want to point out something because I forgot to mention it at the time. When they were talking to the third witness, the craftsman, David, when he was describing yes. his encounter, he said, I heard a huge roar like a jungle cat. So after that previous guy tried to invent a new, it's like a screeching howl, like I'd never, something totally alien, they made this guy say, no, it's yeah. just a roar like you would get on a sound yes. effects CD. <laughs> <It's-> no. <laughs> Shouldn't it sound like anything like a sheep since the head is a, no. <laughs> no. Uh, it's, got the, it's got the vocal cords, you can't see them, of a bobcat. <laughs> because what we do have is bobcat sounds. Uh so what do you want us to do, Buck? What do you want us to do, Trapper? Trapper yells, get in the forest, golf carts. And it, it is time for a hillbilly sheep squash car chase. I love it. Yeah. Wild Bill is leaning out like a dog yelling, get some, get some, to I to presumably the sheep squash. Uh, Trapper's yelling, run, you bastard, run. And they crash their golf cart. <laughs> they crash, they just straight up, they drive over a hill. I believe this part is real because they are just careening through the woods. It's real as hell. This this show does not have stunt performers. And no, I don't know I, if this was an accident that they decided to go ahead and incorporate into the 100%. story. But Absolutely. they just straight up crashed this thing over a hill full speed. Like there's no yes. safety harnesses. There's no nothing. It's two elderly men inches away from death at all times. Just straight up crashed their golf cart off of a like it's it's a steep little drop off. They went off a little ridge thing. Yeah, yeah. just off of a little hill, but yeah, that's dangerous. And golf cart, and they hit a tree. Very clearly hit a tree. Uh, Wild Bill's testimonials: A grenade just went off. We gotta get down there. Like, like the way he says it makes it sound like maybe there was an actual grenade. Like sheep squats threw a grenade <laughs> underneath their car. Uh, I just want to note: Buck falls three times going down this hill. Yeah, it's pretty. It's <laughs> pretty incredible. Can, this is uh this is Buck's fall. Jeff had to like that foreshadowing. Uh, uh, and man, you can tell like Huckleberry and Trapper are actually fucked up because their hats are off. Well, I'm like, yeah, on, on a, if, if like this was a motorcycle accident, the shoes would be on yeah. the highway. This is like coughing up died. blood in a regular TV show. Like when you yeah. see a hatless mountain monster hunter. But, but they, uh, they straight up incorporate it right into the narrative. They do not yeah, professional show. And yeah, they just, it's like, no, these two men are clearly don't know where they are and they're badly injured. And it's like, 
Uh, I I think we ran into the cheap squatch. I think it's dead. <laughs> Hit the windshield because it shatters the windshield as a golf cart. Uh-huh. Yeah, this is a this is exactly what happened to Willie when he fell out of the tree. Willie actually fell out of the tree, and they're like, "Ah, oh, fucking Bigfoot! Bigfoot! Uh, the werewolf got him." I uh, thought, for at least for a moment, I thought these guys might have just like tanked the deposit on a golf cart rental. Like they, they might have just been, you know what, guys, let's just fucking crash this thing. But then as uh, as it went on, I'm like, no, I. I think this was a, an accident they incorporated. I did like that there was kind of a little a circular part of the broken windshield, and that's where they're like, oh, this, look at that. That's where the, the goat horns made that. <laughs> Just like, yeah, it's a little thug-sized <laughs> like, notch because of the way yes. it broke, and somebody improvised. They're like, yeah, that's where its horn went through. Because it's kind of roundish and like perfectly pierced the glass with no crack marks around it. Uh, that's where its horn went through, almost killing him. What made it seem real to me is it took them a very long time to improvise. Oh, they hit the sheep squatch. It like yeah. for, at first they're like, "We've crashed." Holy shit, our our friend's dead. And they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, right, sheep squatch. Yes, that must have been why this crashed." Right, because the first thing they say, Uncleberry is just like, ah, "My arm," and Trapper's like, "God, what fuck?" Uh, like, <laughs> it's genuinely like. Like everybody's trying to figure it out. I think it's Buck that says, "Like it must have been sheep squash," uh, when he tells Wild Bill and Willie to run off, and they do. They abandon their their possibly very hurt friends <laughs> to continue pretending to chase a sheep squash. Uh, you know what else is weird? They didn't even take this opportunity to make it personal. Like they're they're still so focused on the main a plot of of setting up Jeff as a piece of shit and elevating Buck that they completely forgot to give any reason to hunt this majestic loghead butter. Including, like, a really good opportunity here. Like, that guy killed our golf cart. Let's get him. Still no. Yeah, we don't get, we don't get, if you're playing the drinking game at home, you don't get to kill your drink because nobody in this episode says, now it's personal. (laughs) It's incredible. We get a lot. We get a lot of, we get a lot of, you should have been taking drinks this whole time. Yeah. That's how Uh, rattled these guys are. They forgot to take it personal. So now uh, Wild Bill and Willie are chasing Sheep Squatch while Buck is standing behind giving a testimonial. And Trapper Trapper explains he had a choice between us and running in our trap. And he turned around to fight. As though they as though they, they gave him the option. And he was like, do I go in that trap or do I headbutt the golf cart? What's so funny is that we saw the golf cart go off the ledge. It, it yeah. went it went off a little ridge, like a yes. six or seven foot high. That's how it crashed. So to improvise that we ran into the sheep squatch, that's we saw what actually happened. It ran off and you hit something at yes, the bottom of a tree that. or something. There's no moment where you could have hit the sheep squatch, but they had to improv instead of improvising like I don't know, it we it caused us to crash because we swerved to miss it or whatever. It's like it no, we hit it. it's, it's head. It turned around and head butted the. It's like, well, no, that's what you saying. It was waiting for you on the ground, and you landed on top of it. <laughs> I love the visual of that that golf cart just careening over the hill, and then as their stomachs drop out, they realize like the, the sheep squatch is waiting for them at the bottom of the hill, falling on a sunbathing sheep squatch, just to use like the inertia to, yep. to blast them with its head butt. Because it has had 200 years to perfect a headbutt, and it practices nothing but headbutt. It is a seventh Dan headbutt master, the Sheep Squatch. Uh, so Jeff says, this thing's a killer, it's dangerous, and it is to be feared. Uh, and and they have now missed, they have now missed the Sheep Squatch. Uh, it, has taken, it, 
it destroyed their golf cart. They all like pause to check that it's all right. It's gone. It didn't even consider the trap. Like normally in these at this part in the episode, there's a reason why it interacts with the trap. Like it set the trap on fire. It springs the trap. Nope, it just didn't even come into play. Saw the trap and decided I'm going to kill these guys and then ran away. Uh, Buck says, the side-by-side ain't the only thing was busted. I come running over that hill and busted the crotch clean out of my britches and we zoomed down to find his pants are fucking exploded like a shotgun <laughs> blast came out of him. I've never <laughs> seen pants explode the way Buck's pants have exploded in this episode. It's actually hard for me to visualize exactly what happened there. I- he did the full no Jean-Claude Van Damme splits. It's the only explanation. <laughs> They're just blown. It looks like like Bugs Bunny put his finger in Elmer Fudd's shotgun barrel and then it explodes and peels back. Like that's what happened. I feel like it undid pants. I feel like it undid the progress that he'd been making all episode, by the way. Like <laughs> Yes. I feel like he's right back, like all of his power is gone. Because <laughs> yeah. Jeff just laughs and says, Jiminy Christmas. And I don't know why, but that Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> Is so cutting. That's just yeah. like it's a real. Old I've man got move. my place back. I've it's got my old place wise back. guy kind of thing to say. Yeah, Buck, you fucking, you had it. You had it all in your hands. You had the throne, and you lost it. Uh, <laughs> Trapper, Trapper, I, I, you know what? I'm just gonna say it. This was gonna be my quote for the episode. I don't know that we're gonna beat it. Trapper says to close the episode. I bet that some bitch is dinged up worse than I am. I bet he's up there someplace pulling Trapper out his ass. <laughs> Weird. I've listened, I rewound and listened to that a few times. And now that I've printed out the quote, I've read it several hundred times. I bet he's up there someplace pulling Trapper out of his ass. <laughs> Incredible. We're not beating that. I can ask, do you have a favorite quote that's not that? Because... No, because of that. I mean, you, you well, can't beat that. No, but uh, a strong second place is the the Harbinger of Doom line of, if one drop of piss can do this to Trapper, just how dangerous is this creature? <laughs> yeah. I had that one bolded. And the other one I had is, uh, if he sprays the team, we're done. <laughs> if he sprays that, t- that wall of piss will wash us away. <laughs> Like a cleansing rain just will drain off down the gutters. Uh, You know what? Last minute, last minute edition. I'm just going to pick Jiminy Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have to be a Bigfoot teacher. You had to be a big foot teacher. All your friends are so knocked down.